It's time for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. It's time for the game on ESPN 1400. For the next two hours, we'll get an in-depth look at local sports in the eastern Upper Peninsula and Algoma region and hear from the coaches and players involved in the game. We'll also analyze the college and pro sports scene across the region and dive into the biggest national stories. Now, let's get to the game and join your host, Scott Nason. Greetings and salutations and welcome to the game on ESPN 1400. You can also hear our show online at thegamesportshow.com and thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As the man said, my name is Scott Nason, broadcasting from our ESPN 1400 studios here in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, on this Monday, November 30th, 2020. The game, the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, will be with you up until 8 o'clock tonight. We have a busy show ahead. Coming up at 6.15, we'll talk Rudyard High School Volleyball with their head coach, Amanda Reed. Then joining us at 6.30, good friend of the show, Pat Bennett, will join us, head coach of the Suhai girls basketball team as the winter sports. Well, all high school sports are waiting to see what happens here over the next few weeks. 6.45, we'll be joined by co-host Butch Davis from Butch on Sports, who will get us up to date on the Metro Detroit sports scene. Lots of news going on there. And then at 7 o'clock, the full roundtable with myself, Butch Davis, and we're also hoping to be joined by E.J. Russell, host of the Hot Seat in Escanaba, Michigan, as we have a lot to talk about nationally. But we have a lot to talk about locally. Not a lot of teams playing right now due to the pause with high school sports. The winter sports season hoping to resume possibly as early as December as far as practices. The fall sports that we have one team still going. That's the Rudyard Girls Volleyball team. They're set to play a quarterfinal matchup in Division 4 against Kearney Nadu. And if the plan goes to form... From the Michigan High School Athletic Association, that could be as early as a couple weeks. But there's still lots of uncertainty, and so we're going to keep it going here on the game, getting our listeners up to date on what's going on locally, regionally, and nationally. Well, the Lake Superior State University Lakers were in action this weekend, and when we talked on Monday, we had word that Northern Michigan had to shut down their program due to COVID-19, so the Lakers were unable to play Wednesday night, this past Wednesday, in Marquette. Then they were scheduled to take on Ferris State in a home-and-home non-conference matchup against the Bulldogs, but COVID-19, as we're seeing all across the sports world, shutting down programs, moving games, having to shuffle schedules, and so the Lakers and Ferris State were unable to play, but the Lakers did get a couple games in against Adrian College this weekend, and they had a couple victories, including Friday night at the Taffy Abel Arena, the Lakers skated to a 5-3 to victory over the Adrian College Bulldogs. Will Rydell scored in the first period to get the Lakers on the board. Yuki Mira would make it 2-0 in the first. Adrian would get a goal in the first period. It was 2-1 after one Lake State. Then the Lakers would regain their two-goal lead as junior forward Jack Jeffers scored his second goal of the season to make it 3-1. Adrian, they played tough all weekend long. You got to give this Division Three program, which is a very good D3 program, a lot of credit. They gave the Lakers a test both games. They would make it 3-2 to two 
in the second period than Ashton Calder, who was a guest on this show last week, scored his second goal of the season to put the Lakers up by two. After two, Adrian would make it four to three in the third before Brandon Purcelli would score his first goal as a Laker just a minute into the final period of play as the Lakers would skate away with the 5-3 to three victory. Junior goaltender Merrick's Mittens uh, got his first win of the season, making it 21 saves in net for the Lakers on Friday. Then the Lakers traveled down to Adrian, Michigan yesterday afternoon, another close game as the Lakers knocked off Adrian College on Sunday by the score of 2-1. to one. Lucas Cable would give the Lakers a 1-0 lead, and then Ashton Calder, after Adrian tied it up, having a great start to his season, scored midway through the second period, and the Lakers would hold on for the 2-1 to one victory. Merrick's Mittens made 15 saves on the afternoon, and so the Lakers 3-0-1. Again, these all non-conference games, but certainly... One, they're happy just to be playing, and two, they've played pretty well, winning three of the four games. And if you count shootouts, they've actually won four of them. Well, we found out this past week that we talked about Northern Michigan and their hockey program uh, shutting down for a while, Ferris State shutting down, although it appears they will be playing early next week. We'll talk about that in a moment. Minnesota State, they also have uh, paused uh, due to positive COVID-19 tests in their program. And so with all those cancellations and pauses, the Lakers schedule has been adjusted, although this isn't as big an adjustment as we saw last week. The Lakers were scheduled to play Alabama Huntsville this upcoming Sunday and Monday at the Taffy Able Arena. However, those games have been moved to Saturday and Sunday. This just came out this afternoon. The Lakers will now host Alabama Huntsville this Saturday at 5 o'clock and Sunday at 3. They were scheduled, as I mentioned, to play on Sunday and Monday. So now they're going to play Saturday and Sunday. The reason being is Alabama Huntsville, they were scheduled to play Ferris State, I think, before this series. Now it looks like they're going to move that game to next Tuesday. So the Lakers in action at Taffy Able Arena. Again, no fans in the building still due to COVID-19 and different regulations and health and safety measures. But you can hear both those games on our sister station, Yes FM, with Bill Crawford and Matt Pocket. Again, that game Saturday at 5. They'll have the pregame show around 4.35. And then Sunday at 3, pregame show around 2.35 over on Yes FM. Sioux Thunderbirds were in action in the NOJHL this past weekend. And, well, the Thunderbirds, after losing two games to Blind River last weekend. They had better results this weekend. They won in a shootout on Saturday, and then yesterday in Blind River, Connor Toms scored a shorthanded goal with just under five minutes left to play, which was the game-winning goals. The Sioux Thunderbirds defeated the Blind River Beavers 5-3 to in Blind River. So the Thunderbirds right now winning a game in regulation and winning a game in the shootout, starting to turn it around Again, these teams, not all the teams in the NOJHL are playing. Sioux Eagles, we've talked about them a lot on this show. They have been unable to play in the NOJHL due to the border being closed. You also have 
I believe Powassan, they they still haven't been able to play Kirkland Lake. I think the other team that have not been able to play as of now, but some teams have been able to play, including Espanola. They knocked off French River on Friday by the score of seven to four, and then would knock them off again on Saturday by the score of six to one. Cochrane, they also won over the weekend as they defeated the Hearst Lumberjacks on Saturday by the score of three to one. Hurst, I think that was their first loss on the season. As a matter of fact, Adrian's goaltender this past weekend played at Hurst last season. I remember uh, seeing a couple games with him. He's a shorter goaltender, but hey, he played well this weekend. It's good to see him playing college hockey indeed. No updates from the Sioux Indians as far as when they are going to resume play in midget AAA action. The Sioux Junior Greyhounds looks like they are getting close to be able to play here coming up. We're all kind of waiting to see what happens this week with this three-week pause here in the state of Michigan. We probably will get more guidance on possible return to play coming up this week. And a matter of fact, on Saturday over on Coach's Corner with Dave Watson on 1230 WSO, he had a nice interview with Executive Director of the MHSAA, Mark Yule. And the MHSAA does have their plan in place for playoffs and winter sports. We talked about it before, but it's worth mentioning again. As far as volleyball, we'll talk more about that in a moment with Rudyard's head coach, Amanda Reed. The quarterfinals for all four divisions, if they are allowed to return it to play after this pause, which is scheduled to end on December 9th. The quarterfinals in all four divisions would be played on Tuesday, December 15th, so two weeks from tomorrow, with semifinals played December 17th and 18th, and the finals on Saturday, December 19th. Those two final rounds would be played at Battle Creek's Kellogg Arena as previously scheduled. We don't have any teams in the area left in high school football, but... For the teams that are left, the 11-player regional finals and 8-player semifinals would be played again if there is not an extension or another pause with high school sports. Those games would be played Tuesday, December 15th and Wednesday, December 16th. The 11-player semifinals and 8-player finals would be played December 21st and 22nd. The 8-player championship game, which has been in the past scheduled at the Uperdome in Marquette, they're going to play that one this year if they can play it at the Midland Community Stadium. While the 11-player finals, still scheduled to be at Ford Field, those would be on Monday, December 28th and Tuesday, December 29th. For winter sports, if there is no extension on this pause, they can resume practices as early as December 9th, if allowed by the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, with competition to begin on January 4th. And again, the interview with Mark Ewell on Coach's Corner, you can find that interview on our website, thegamesportshow.com. You can find interview there for that information. We're going to take a break here on the game. We come back. We are scheduled to be joined by Amanda Reed, head coach of the Rudyard Bulldogs girls volleyball team. That's coming up next on the game here on ESPN 1400. Since 1916, a lot of independent agents have recommended auto owners insurance, and a lot of parents have taken that recommendation to heart. So have a lot of their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. As we celebrate our first 100 years, 
Auto Owners Insurance thanks all those who have put their trust in us and all the generations who will. Visit Madigan Pingator Insurance Services today on Water Street in Sioux, Michigan or at madiganpingator.com. November is Diabetes Awareness Month. The friendly and knowledgeable staff at Arfstrom Pharmacy are your diabetes specialists. Hi, this is Andrew Zoki, pharmacist at Arfstrom Pharmacy. If you're in need of diabetic supplies, medication therapy management, or Medicare insurance assistance, we want you to know we can help. We can provide you with all the supplies and medications you need, as well as the expertise to counsel our patients on not only how to live with diabetes, but how to live well. Bring in your prescriptions, as well as your Medicare or other insurance cards, and we'll take care of the rest. Be sure to visit their webpage at www.arfstrompharmacy.com and on Facebook. Arfstrom Pharmacy, your locally owned Health Mart Pharmacy at 415 Ashman Street in downtown Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Health Mart, caring for you and about you. Boss has your back when the weather turns white in light of day and dark of night when winter shuts down work and schools come with resolve and powerful tools endure through every push salt and stack until your streets are back to black Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service your boss dealer just off exit 373 Rudyard Michigan O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Also heard online at thegamesportshow.com. Scott Nason with you on this Monday night. Coming up at 630, we'll be talking to Pat Bennon, head coach of the Sioux High Blue Devil girls basketball team. 645, Butch Davis from Metro Detroit and Butch on Sports, and then 7 o'clock, the full roundtable as we talk more regional and national sports. Joining us right now on the telephone is head coach of the Rudyard Bulldogs High School Volleyball Team, Amanda Reed, joining us on the game. Uh, coach Reed, thanks for joining us, and welcome to the game. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, Amanda, we always like to start off uh, with our guests here during this uh, COVID-19 pandemic, uh, kind of a non-sports related question, but how are you and your family holding up during these challenges, challenging times, I should say? Well, I am from California, if not everybody knows that about me, obviously. Um, My family is doing well. I don't get to visit them, obviously, because of traveling issues. Um, so it's been kind of rough being away from family and, you know, not really having any up here in Michigan, but I have friends and my team, of course, that I stick by in this situation. Absolutely. Uh, before we get to Rudyard Volleyball, Amanda, of course, you played at Lake State for your collegiate volleyball career. And being from California, I guess the first question is, how the heck did you come up to uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan and Lake Superior State? What, what was uh, vital in that decision? 
Well, you're not the only one that asked that. So, um, uh, it's a very common question every time someone asks me where I'm from. Um, I came here on my visit during I-500 weekend, actually, um, when I was a senior in high school. And my two coaches at the time, Mallory and Bethany, they just they didn't really care that I was a great volleyball player. They cared that I was a great person and that I would fit in with the community and the team. And they treated me like family from the start. And that's kind of what made me sign here knowing that, you know, I would play and have a good um, education. I majored in criminal justice and Lake State's known for that. But I just felt like family here, and that's a feeling that you can't go anywhere else and just feel. Well, you are now part of the Rudyard Bulldogs family as far as their head coach, as you uh, are in your first season as head coach, taking over for Ellen Perry, who uh, coached 27 years for the Rudyard Bulldog program. And you and I were talking off the air uh, before we look at the season and what's upcoming. You know, obviously, you know, to be able to coach a high school sport is quite an honor, in my opinion. It, it takes a special person to do that but to put yourself in a situation with such a, a strong program I mean you look at what Roger did last year making it to the state semifinals and you know you're possibly on your way to doing that it had to be good as as a first-time high school coach to put yourself in such what I think is a good situation down in Roger yeah it was definitely easy yet very very hard to come into Roger volleyball sure. I knew that they had high expectations of me and of the team. And I knew that the team could go either two ways. They could say, you're not my coach. Basically you're new. You don't know who we are. Or they could say, Hey, look, new coach, new start. Let's do this thing. And that's what my girls did. They welcomed me oh, so great. And I just couldn't be more thankful for that to be my first team. And I hope, hope, hope that we can continue next week. And yeah. Keep going. Yeah. You got a great group of players down there indeed. And, you know, you look at your season before we get to what's hopefully upcoming, uh, the Redyard Bulldogs 25 and three this season, uh, your last <laughs> match, uh, seems like a while ago now, but uh, another regional championship as you knocked off inland lakes and straight sets and, you know, obviously high expectations, but you know, you still got to go out and play the matches and, you know, overall your season uh, to date, you got to be pretty happy with how your team's performed. I'm very happy. I can't stop smiling while you just talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss them and I can't wait to get back in the gym with them. Hoping obviously next Wednesday we can do that. But yeah, we've had a great season and I just, Oh, this is a team to win the state finals. So if we can get back in it, I have nothing but 100% confidence in our girls. Well, let's let's look at some of your players here. Uh, coach Amanda Reed joining us on the game, head coach of the Rudyard Bulldogs high school volleyball team. And, and you know, there were some all-conference picks here over the past few weeks. Uh, of course, Rudyard plays in the Straits Area Conference and the EUP Conference. You had a couple players uh, that made first team in the, we'll start with the Straits Area Conference, uh, Lane Greenfield and and at Chesney Molina, first team in Straits Area Conference, uh, Brooklyn Bestman and Paige Postma, second team. I mean, you had a lot of returning players come back. Just just a, tell me a little bit about those players and how they've uh, helped with your success this season. Yeah, well, Chesney Molina is my all-around setter. She has hands of a goddess. She's great leader on the court. Um, she does great things for us, and she's definitely our captain on the team. Um, Brooklyn Bestman can put a ball away no matter what you give her. doesn't matter where it is. It's done for the moment she touches it. Uh, Paige Postma, scrappy, gives 110%. 
every single day of her life. Um, I don't ever have to worry about a ball hitting the floor around her. And then Lainey Grenfell is actually a sophomore. Yeah. Um, I made the decision to pull her up and, uh, she's done nothing but surprise me and she's a great player. And I mean, being a sophomore, she's, you know, the MVP of my team. She really knows how to, you know, be a leader as a sophomore. And that's a lot to do. For for the EUP conference team, of course, Rudyard won the EUP conference again this season. A couple other names I haven't mentioned yet. Sarah Beelan. She was named uh, first team. It seems like there's been about eight Beelans that have played high school sports (laughs) in in Rudyard over the years. Uh, She's one of them. She was named to the first team EUP conference uh, team, along with uh, Brooklyn Besteman. Second team, I already mentioned Chesney Molina, Tristan Smith, another player there, along with uh, Grenfell. So uh, how about uh, Tristan Smith and Sarah Beelan? How how have they been this season? Sarah Beelan is unstoppable. She has a crazy line shot that we've been working on this season, and it's unstoppable. And she's just she might not be the loudest on the court, but she's always there, and you know when she's coming. And then Tristan Smith, <laughs> she has this shot that nobody can defend. I can't even defend it when I practice with them sometimes. Right. She's unstoppable, and she has amazing vertical that – you know, you look at her on the court and you're like, well, why is she front row? And then she jumps and you're like, oh, that's why she's front row. <laughs> and she's the best personality on the team. So, Amanda Reed joining us on the game, head coach of the Rudyard Bulldogs girls volleyball team, waiting to see where their fate takes them as far as a return to play. Uh, before we get to that, coach, uh, tell us about some of the other players we haven't mentioned on your team so far. Uh, some of my other girls we have. Wow, there's so many. Oh. <laughs> we got time. I have a huge team. I have like 16 girls. Wow. I'm always thinking. Yeah, it's definitely a lot. Um, but uh, we can talk about Addie uh, Kunzer. She is, Kenzer, I'm sorry. She is um, our middle and she's unstoppable block. Nothing can get past her. Um, Megan Postma comes in for a sub for her middle. She's um, actually a catcher in softball, yep. and she has the power all on her legs, so she puts up a good block, too. Um, we pulled up a couple girls from JV. Um, Evie, Jenny, she is six one, and she's obviously unstoppable at the block. Um, Carly Meyer, I put her in for a lot, back row. Crazy defense, great service, very steady. Uh, Tori Tremblay, she was actually my other setter. Um, but our team didn't feel right doing a 6-2 rotation, so we did a 5-1 with Chesney, and Tori actually goes in and hits right side for Tristan Smith quite often, so that's really nice and helpful. Um, Leah Beelan, another Beelan, um, she's also a sophomore. Uh, her and Lainey Grenfell actually got into a side-by-side accident last year and missed a whole year of volleyball. Oh, wow. But I decided, yeah, then I decided to pull them up this year and you know, really teach them, you know, how to get back into the swing of things. And uh, Leah doesn't go in as much just because she's not at the, you know, level yet. But she's def- I know, like, I can put her in whenever I want. I have no doubt in my mind that she can go out there and kill the ball. So, um, but yeah, that's my team. There's a lot, about 
16 girls. <laughs> I, th- I think you got them all in. Head coach Amanda Reed joining us on the game from the Rudyard Bulldogs volleyball program. And, and coach, as I mentioned, you play your regional final. Things are set. You're ready to go. Manistique, Kearney Nadu, rematch of last year. And then, well, the pause in sports for three weeks. And, you know, if it is returned as early as next Wednesday for practice and then your games, uh, the question I have for you is, what have you been telling your team? Have you been able to obviously not hold practices, but are you able to kind of talk to your team and kind of keep them motivated or what, what's the last couple of weeks been like for you? Yeah, it's been tough for sure. I've been sending them text messages here and there through our group chat, you know, telling them, Hey, it's a nice day outside, go on a run. Hey, you know, make sure you guys aren't just sitting on the couch watching TV, you know, do some workouts. So when we get back into the gym, you're not tired. You're ready to go. You're motivated. I said, don't lose hope until we get a final. It's canceled. I said, as much as this, you know, sucks. I said, it's not canceled. I said, just postponed. I said, so we got to keep faith in that and hope that, you know, they give us a chance to go and win a state final. And all my girls are excited and they're ready to get back in the gym. Yeah, so It's been tough, but have confidence. Yeah, exactly. We're all hoping for that and a return to sports as soon as possible. A couple more questions for you, Amanda, before we let you go. You know, coming from Lake State, playing college volleyball, you coach a little AAU volleyball. Coaching high school sports, it, it takes a special person to do that because you have to deal with a lot. Obviously, when you're winning, you have to deal with a lot less, in my opinion. But w- what's been one of the biggest surprises to you this season as far as being a high school coach? Has there been, has there been anything maybe that you, you didn't expect or, or plan for? Um, <laughs> that's like a trick question. It is, and that's why I'm asking it. <laughs> um. I feel like no matter whether win or lose, if I'm being honest, the pressure is always on. You don't ever know if you're really doing a good job. Did you make enough subs? Did that person that was doing good at practice yesterday, should you have kept them in? You question yourself more, I think, than in club. In club, I blink and I say, okay, sub, okay, sub. Like I don't have to think about anything, in my opinion. But in high school, I have to think, okay, you know, if I put this girl in, will the, you know, mojo of the team go down or up? Will the energy go up? You know, things are different in high school. I mean, we all know it. Teenage girls, you know, they could be drama. They could, you know, maybe their boyfriend texted them something they didn't like before the game. You don't know what's going on in their lives, right? I mean, I was a teenage girl, so I understand. So I think that's my biggest thing is trying to read my girls and see. But luckily enough, I like I said, I couldn't be more blessed to have the team I did this year. I mean, I consider myself, you know, one of their friends if they ever need someone to talk to. And I've been open arms and open-minded. If they had a bad day, they would come for me before practice and say, hey, coach, I'm just not having a good day. Like, I don't want you to think, you know, something's wrong. I'm like, okay, thank you for being honest with me. And I think that's my biggest surprise is that when I was in high school, I never got that from, you know, my team. I always thought like, oh, what's wrong with her? But my team comes in. And says, hey, guys, I had a bad day. You know, math was hard today. I'm upset or something. And we're honest with each other. And I think that's our biggest thing. So that's what I was most shocked about is that, you know, my girls were honest with me and opened and trusted me. And I think that was nice. Amanda, final question for you. Uh, as I mentioned, you played at Lake State for four years. I believe most, if not all that time, was under uh, current head coach Dave Schmidlin. How much did your playing time there and, you know, being under his tutelage help you with what you're doing now, coaching Rudyard Volleyball? Uh, Dave knows how much I respect him. And I mean, 
I have love for that guy. He's changed my life around for the better. Um, we might have not always seen eye to eye. We're both competitive, both stubborn, you know. It happens. I was, you know, a star player at Lake State. He was obviously the head coach. Um, but I knew he trusted me. And every time I say something or I'm coaching, I hear his voice in my head. And I tend to repeat what he's taught me and told me. And I just see from a different point of view now being a coach, I understand more of what he tried teaching me. And he always taught me more than just volleyball. He taught me life lessons and, you know, things that I can take on in the future. And I'm leading that to my girls now. Amanda Reed joining us on the game, head coach of the Rudyard High School volleyball team. Again, if playoffs do resume, uh, they will start practice as early as Wednesday, December 9th. The game, the matches quarterfinal against Kearney Nadu right now, uh, if all things hold the form would be played on Tuesday, December 15th. And then the semifinals in battle Creek and the finals that upcoming weekend. So Amanda, uh, best of luck to the Rudyard Bulldogs and, uh, uh, let, let's uh, let's sign our next uh, interview after the state final when you guys take home the championship. You make sure to call me Monday night and the game will talk all about it. Sound like a good deal? Will do. Thank you so much for having me. All right. That's Amanda Reed joining us on the game. When we come back, we'll talk more high school sports with Pat Bennett, head coach of the Sioux High girls basketball team, all coming up next on the game here on ESPN 1400. MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. Hey, it's a Guido from a Guido's Pizza. We make our own dough, grate the cheese, slice the veggies, blend our sauces fresh every day. We're the savory sauce boss of our original recipe, chunky tomato and fire roasted, and our famous garlic dip and homemade ranch. Your Guido's Pizza will hit the spot every time because we work hard to make the customers happy. Call ahead for fast pickup at 635-0066 or at guidospizzasu.com. And remember... Guido's loves you. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota subcompact and compact tractors at Skinner's of Pickford. Take on everything around the house, farm, and hunting camp with our reliable number one selling tractors that are designed for easy operation and feature all the performance matched attachments needed to tackle any job. Right now, get zero down and 0% APR for 84 months, plus no payments for 90 days. Skinner's of Pickford, your tractor source in the north. Now through October 31st, See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full details. Would you like to pay off your house a little sooner than planned? Do you think it might be nice to have some extra money in your wallet? At Old Mission Bank, we've been busy saving our customers thousands of dollars by refinancing their home loans, and we want to help you too. Let our experienced lenders take a look at your specific situation to see how we might take some time off your mortgage, put some extra cash in your pocket, or take equity out to complete a major project. Would you like to know more? Call one of our experienced loan officers or apply directly online at OMBLoans.com. We're Old Mission Bank. Proudly serving our community for 20 years. FDIC insured, equal housing lender. Don Wilson Insurance Agency is big enough to serve and small enough to care. Don Wilson Insurance offers coverage from Fremont Insurance for personal, auto, home, boat, and commercial. Caring about community is just one of the things that sets them apart. From your family to your hometown football teams, they have you covered. 
Call Don Wilson Insurance today for your free, free month insurance quote at 906-635-5600. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. 631 on the game, ESPN of 1400. Scott Nason with you. Want to thank our last guest, Amanda Reed, head coach of the Rudyard Bulldogs Girls Volleyball Program. Coming up at 645, we'll talk Detroit sports with Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. And then 7 o'clock, the hour roundtable, myself, Butch, and EJ Russell, host of the Hot Seat in Escanaba, Michigan. Joining us right now via the telephone, head coach of the Suhai Girls basketball team and good friend of the show, Pat Bennon, joining us. Us. Pat, thanks for joining us, and uh, welcome back to the game. Oh, great to be here. I want to know how I get on that roundtable is what I want to know. Well, we, we will talk about that off the air. I would love to have you come on for a segment or two and talk, because, boy, we could, we, we, we could talk a lot right now. But let's talk about, hopefully, what is the resumption, or I should say the start of winter high school sports. We just uh, had Amanda Reed from Rudyard's Bulldogs volleyball team, their head coach, talking about, you know, if the MHSAA has their return to play plan in place, that they will potentially be playing here. Here next or over the next couple weeks, winter sports, they've also been affected. As you know, Pat, your team hasn't been able to hold a practice or anything uh, due to school closures and then pauses and such. Uh, but the first question I have for every guest uh, so far during this COVID-19 pandemic, Pat, is just personally, how are you and your family holding up during these challenging times? Well, it's everything's going fine. I don't have any, you know, real major concerns. My parents are doing as usual. They headed to Florida for uh about three weeks ago no, okay. no concerns there and everything's going good you know it seems like we just hit rewind from march and we're just starting back all over again with the same thing yeah and and rewind from march indeed uh, obviously your team and all winter sports were affected by the uh, covid19 pandemic as the suhai blue devils were having uh, arguably your best season as head coach 21 and one you're ready to head to the regional championship and then everything got shut down and so pat i guess my my first question is obviously, you know, we've talked to you about that as far as that being a disappointment, but between that point and right now, what have you actually been able to do as far as your team? Obviously no practices, but have you been able to do anything as far as trying to get a feel, trying to get the players interested in playing? What have you been able to do? Well, the good thing was back about, I think it was the first part of June, they actually allowed us to go back into the gyms. So we, we had had a few open gyms from June and July and into about the middle of August or just before volleyball season started, we were able to do that. And, and actually before the shutdown, we had a few open gyms as well. So I have seen the kids. We've been able to get in there uh, quite a few times before that. Obviously no scrimmages or anything like that. You know, we have had to follow all the protocols, but um, it's not like we just have gone completely empty since March. We actually had a decent summer and, uh, and, all, and got a little bit into the fall and then everything kind of, when stopped after that. When you are able to resume, and I, and I think it's when, not if. It may not be next week, but when you're able to resume, Pat, you have a pretty solid core group of players coming back from last season's squad. You have seven seniors, and a lot of those players played big minutes for you net last season. You also have a, a pretty darn good sophomore as well, and, and other players coming back. So you got to be pretty excited with the makeup of your team. I mean, obviously you lose Beaumont, you know, and, and a couple players, but you sure got a a lot of scoring and just overall defensive play coming back this season. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, we are excited for what we are returning. And, you know, I'm, I'm going with the same attitude you are, and that's the message I've been telling my team. It's not if, it's when. So be ready to go when it happens. Um, but, yeah, we do have quite a bit coming back, and I think in this type of situation, that'll play to our advantage because, obviously, you know, a shortened uh, preseason, everything, to get things in, considering we'll have eight returnees from last year, obviously going to have to move some kids into that. But the good thing is with our JV, they generally do what, what we've done anyway, so it's not a big shell, a big shock for them to come up and we're, they have, a, have to learn a whole lot of new things. Um, so, But I think looking at this year in particular, the more experience you have, uh, the better off it's going to be because obviously you know, I think it's going to be shortened quite a bit, and, and I don't think you're going to have the prep time that you normally get before the season. You have a lot of depths on this squad, Pat, and, and again, you, you look at a lot of teams, it's it's one or two girls that are, are always in the, the box score as far as leading scores, but you, you I think you had six double-digit scores last season coming back, and just having that depth and, and so many ways that your team can, can beat a team as a coach, that's got to feel uh, pretty good once again this season. Yeah, it's a good it's a good thing to have. Um, the big thing, like when you talk to when I've talked to other, you know, when after we get done playing somebody, and somebody will ask me, well, we we really don't even know who your best player is currently. Um, you know, that's not a bad thing. It may, makes it hard for you to prepare for. Uh, you know, obviously you can't just shut down one or two kids because if you go to do that, we've got three or four or five or six others that can step up and score because you're trying to stop somebody else. So yeah, the depth is big, but I think more than anything, um, they play together so long, the chemistry is so good. And I, I think that was the big thing I've talked about at the end of the year last year and throughout the years, how good that team chemistry was last year. And then listening to your previous coach on there, the, the Red Yard Volleyball girls coach, he hit it nail right on the head. Chemistry is so critical, especially in girls' sports. You never know what's going on. So if they have good chemistry, it really makes it easy to coach. You look at this senior class uh, this season, Pat, uh, Lily Alaspa, Jordan Haller, Emily McLean, Lily Kilgar, Haley Knowles, Riley Jewell, and Alyssa DeMolin. We also mentioned uh, sophomore Claire Erickson. And, and what I like about so many of those players in, in covering your games is, you know, not just obviously the offense, but you look at your defense last season, you only gave up 29 points a game. I don't care what league you're playing in. That's a pretty darn good statistic. And that's something you especially got to be very proud of of your team. Yeah, and it is something that, uh, you know, they really take pride in is, is trying to shut people down. Uh, you know, they're, it, it's in a unique group. They're not so much worried about how many points they scored at the end of the night. It's more about who, how many they gave up to who they were guarding. And, uh, you know, that's a big thing. And, and, and defensively, it, we were so active and, and we were long. The length is what, you know, I've, I've talked about a few times is we, we have long, lengthy kids and it makes it difficult to pass the ball. We get a lot of hands on the basketball. And what that does, it allows us to create easy baskets for us and get easy baskets in transition. And when you can, when you don't have to run a lot of offense because you're getting layups, you're going to win a lot of games. Pat Bennett joining us on the game, head coach of the Sioux High Girls basketball team, uh, waiting to hear their fate as far as when they are able to start. Uh, uh, Pat, as far as a schedule, obviously there hasn't been an official schedule released. Obviously this is a moving, a lot of changing parts and such. Uh, looking at a condensed schedule, ha has there been any talk as far as, you know, maybe just playing conference games, not traveling far? Has there been any talk with you and your athletic director and the conferences on that? Or is everybody just kind of waiting to see what happens with, uh, you know, possible uh, another pause or when you're able to play? I think it, it, I, there hasn't been any real 
concrete or any type of discussion that, that between myself and the athletic directors or even the other coaches. I mean, I, I talk to these guys on a, probably a, from Marquette to Cadillac on a regular basis, all the coaches just to keep in contact. And, you know, I, no one seems to know where we're going to go with that. Obviously, you know, I mean, the earliest you're going to be able to start is January 4th. My gut is you're not going to probably get in a 20-game season. You'll try to get in as many as you can at that point. Um, but I, I think conference games will obviously take precedence over every other game. So you get those in and make up anything you had before Christmas with those and then just try to fill from there. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want to be an athletic director when the no. set done <laughs> because they're going to be doing, there's going to be a lot of racers out and a lot of, uh, rewriting your schedules in a hurry. And, you know, I mean, hats off to, to Steve Lockwood. He's done a great job of keeping us informed and knowing what's going on and, uh, keeping us uh, uh, what's going to happen with the situations. And, you know, I mean, they're, they're playing the guessing game too. And that's, and, and I think the MHSA is as well. I mean, it's just an unfortunate situation right now and nobody knows for sure what's going to happen. So it's always that hypothetical, what if, what if, what if, well, you know, when we get the green light, then we'll know. And I think that's kind of where they're at too. I, I'm sure they have contingencies. Sure out there but you know i i don't think there'll be a restriction in terms of travel because i don't even know you know honestly if that's the answer i mean you know i i I have said over and over again that by following the protocols there hasn't been a breakout at a at an mhsa event right between fans or or a contest and even when you look at the, the situation in the pros or in college if you really get back to it and look at it, a lot of times, like you look what happened, you know, in Denver, it, they weren't following the protocols. Right. That's why they didn't have a quarterback. You know, <laughs> you're supposed to wear the mask. Well, you're in a room, somebody gets it, and all four of you don't have a mask on, and then guess what? You're not playing, whether you're negative or not. Right. So, you know, I think if we follow the protocols and follow the rules and follow what happens, I think, you know, it's the best case scenario. I just, that's my firm belief on it, you know, and I, I kind of listened to Mark Ewell the other day, and I think he hit the nail on the head for kids and parents and everything is, you know, I think you <clears throat> go to school, go to practice, go to games, but the big thing is go home when we're done. And that's a big one. I think a lot of this is done outside of the realm of school and the realm of practices and games. It's It's being spread other ways. And that's, I think if we follow those, four things, go to school, go to practice, go to games and go home and follow the protocols. It's, it's fairly safe. And I, and I've said forever that there's inherent risk when you play, when you play sports, there's a reason there's an ambulance at a football game. Yeah. Pat Bennett joining us. Oh, I'm sorry, Pat. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, Pat Bennett joining us on the game. Pat, a couple more questions for you. What season are, is this for you? Is this your 15th season? Uh, you know, somebody asked me that the other day, and I think it actually will be my 16th season as a as the girls varsity, okay. 17 as a varsity basketball coach. That that leads me to my question: What has changed the most uh, from a coaching perspective since when you started coaching to now? Not pandemics or anything like that, but just as far as the game of girls basketball, high school girls basketball, has there been anything that's really changed uh, that you've noticed over the past 15 plus years? It's funny. I had the same conversation with um, my uncle Norbert on Saturday when we were having coffee. Nice. And I mean, you know, he had coached with me for a long period of time. I, I think two things have changed. I think 
athletically girls have become a lot better athletes. I, you know, over the last 16, 17 years, they're stronger, they're quicker and they're taller and they're faster. And I, and that's a tribute to a lot of weight room work and things like that. They've gotten better athletically that way. The other thing is, and I think this goes for everything. I, you know, he said, I used to be more of a screamer, yeller type person and you're going to do what I why do I have to do this? Well, because I said you have to. I think anymore now you have to explain it out to the kids a little bit and say, you know, we're, we're doing this on this zone offense to create this mismatch on this side. And I know you don't feel like you're getting the ball, but if you're patient, it'll get back to you. But you have to be a little bit more, hey, here's what we're trying to do, and this is why with kids anymore. Because they're, 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 they, they think it a lot more, and they watch it a lot more than I think kids used to. So I think you got to be explain exactly what you're trying to do. You can't get too fired up all the times and that's probably something i've adapted over the years i've learned to settle down more than i when you're young than when i was younger but i, I think those are two big differences but without a doubt i think the game has changed in terms of athleticism more than any other thing pat bennon joining us on the game head coach of the sioux high blue devil girls basketball team if play does resume the blue devils could be in action as early as january certainly we're all hoping for that pat want to thank you for joining us on the game and we may get you on again here over the next few weeks uh, maybe in the seven o'clock hour to talk some uh, regional and national sports boy there's a lot to talk about so uh you and i will be in touch pat thanks for joining us on the game and we'll talk to you very soon sir all right thank you very much all right we're going to take a break we come back we'll talk to butch davis from butch on sports all coming up on the twin Sioux's only local regional and national sports show the game espn 1400 since 1916 a lot of independent agents have recommended auto owners insurance and a lot of parents have taken that recommendation to heart so have a lot of their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren as we celebrate our first 100 years auto owners insurance thanks all those who have put their trust in us and all the generations who will visit madigan pingator insurance services today on water street in sioux michigan or at madiganpingator.com November is Diabetes Awareness Month. The friendly and knowledgeable staff at Arfstrom Pharmacy are your diabetes specialists. Hi, this is Andrew Zoki, pharmacist at Arfstrom Pharmacy. If you are in need of diabetic supplies, medication therapy management, or Medicare insurance assistance, we want you to know we can help. We can provide you with all the supplies and medications you need, as well as the expertise to counsel our patients on not only how to live with diabetes, but how to live well. Bring in your prescriptions, as well as your Medicare or other insurance cards, and we'll take care of the rest. Be sure to visit their webpage at www.arfstrompharmacy.com and on Facebook. Arfstrom Pharmacy, your locally owned Health Mart Pharmacy at 415 Ashman Street, in downtown Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Health Mart, caring for you and about you. Boss has your back when the weather turns white in light of day and dark of night. When winter shuts down work and schools, come with resolve and powerful tools. Endure through every push, salt, and stack until your streets are back to black. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, your boss dealer, just off exit 373, Rudyard, Michigan. 
O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. You can also hear our show online. Go to thegamesportshow.com or about 30 minutes after we get off the air here on ESPN 1400 at 8 o'clock. You can find the show at thegamesportshow.podbean.com. I want to thank Pat Bennon joining us in the previous segment, head coach of the Suhai Blue Devil girls basketball team. Coming up at 7 o'clock, the full one-hour roundtable. EJ Russell, host of The Hot Seat and co-host of this show, will be joining us sometime in the 7 o'clock hour, as will this gentleman, our next guest, co-host and all-around great guy, Butch Davis. You can find his show, Butch on Sports, on his podcast page, brand new edition, Uploaded last night, just go to Simply Butch 2. That's T-O-O.Potomatic.com. There you can find Butch's show. You can also find his show on our site, thegamesportshow.com, as Butch joins us each and every week to talk about what's going on in the world of sports from Metro Detroit across the state, all across the country, even around the world. Butch, happy belated Thanksgiving to you, and how are you doing on this Monday night, sir? I'm still celebrating. I'll tell you what, Butch, uh, this sports weekend, well, this weekend was good for me all around with the holiday, but sports weekend, I don't think it could have gone any better. So let's start talking about it. Of course, the big news over the weekend on Saturday, Sheila Ford Hamp uh, held a, a virtual press conference and announced that Matt Patricia, the head coach of the former head coach of the Detroit Lions, along with general manager Bob Quinn, uh, are fired uh, effective immediately as the Daryl Bevel will take over as head coach and interim basis for the remainder of the season. After the Lions, uh, another anemic performance. This one on national television against Houston. Butch, you were there for the game. I know you got a lot to say about the game and the uh, Quintrusha experiment. The floor is yours, sir. <laughs> Take your time. Well, you want to hear about the game first? Yes. Here, you know? Let's go back to the game. I'm glad I ate a couple hours afterwards because, boy, that was tough to watch. Yeah, that's a... Uh... <laughs> it would be very hard to digest your food watching that here or, you know, even paying for another frosty uh, cold one. Here, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you probably would get a case here. <laughs> or two. Let it go. Or two. <laughs> no room for food here. Uh, well, you know, I have watched the Lions for quite some time now here. I have been very fortunate to be uh, <clears throat> to cover this particular team, and I've not seen it so stupid in all my life here for the last five years here. It, it just seemed like things went from sugar to another word, and it begins, it's a four-letter word that we cannot use on the show today, but it, it, it just seemed to go very bad. And I think I mentioned last week, the the last straw would be, uh, you know, uh, we already knew about the Carolina loss by getting shut out. But however, 
uh, the uh, the particular game with Houston on Thanksgiving. And I said, you know, jokingly, of course, it, it would be probably the last straw if they lose. And right. Sure enough, <laughs> on Saturday afternoon, around about the area, about we got the we got the news around about two o'clock yep. here, and the podcast, not the podcast, but the Zoom meeting went shortly about an hour and a half, hour and fifteen minutes after that. There, they get uh, Sheila Ham Ford's uh, uh, particular uh, words on this particular. It's it's bad. You know, per se, is something that should have been done a long time ago, uh, in in my judgment. But again, you got to defend the lady on her statement. She was given the opportunity and chance for this particular uh, unit to grind, and they failed. Okay, Quinn has not drafted the people that we need to have in order to make this team successful. He has lot a lot lot of players let him go. In order to go to other teams to get Super Bowls or even be close to Super Bowls, uh, we have been left with people that he has drafted that has not been well, and I mean physically well, and able to uh, do their job or to be an impact on the particular team. And I said that we all have said that. And with that saying, there, you know, it's it's. Is is a bittersweet thing to see because we don't have to deal with that anymore. We can now blame something else if they continue to lose. Right. But we now get to see a team in turmoil here and see how they get their act together with maybe some different vibes uh, going around there. And also, per se there, you know, I want to say this. The Detroit Lions are not going to get a winning team until they get a winning person from this state yeah. or someone who is close and connected with the Lions in order to get this done. They have so much talent outside the parameters of the Detroit Lions. And I'll name some people right off that I used to see constantly in the Lions confine or basically at the games. Dexter, Dexter Bussey, uh, he works for the NFL in uh, supervision there. And also with the Detroit Lions, Scott Korkowski is another one that I see a lot. We see Chris Spielman yes. on television every day, but that is a brilliant mind when it comes down to football. And he has a brother as well, okay, who uh, has uh, very good credentials when it comes down to picking talent. Yep. You know, you could say Jim Harbaugh would be another one that you can toss out there in the ring. Uh, Mark D'Antoni is another one you can toss out in the ring. We've had our best success has been when we've had people. Gary Moeller uh, came from Michigan, but we had good success with the guy there because he understand the mystique of the Detroit Lions. And matter of fact, he got fired with a pretty good dog on nine and seven record until a, a man named Matt Millen came in and threw him out in the street. Mm. So this is not the first time that the Lions have had decent coaching 
But again, the general manager decides we just tear every dog on thing. Now we have went through this particular, and Martin Mayhew is in the middle of this dog on sausage sandwich here. Okay, <laughs> you know, let me tell you, the onions and the pepperoni that he has put on this bad boy has been ridiculous, and I I can't see getting over this sandwich with no mustard, and we haven't had any mustard to deal with that. We have had good. Again, good coaches, okay, but again, we have not had the personnel uh, of a general manager, and that's because we have not had someone in state who understand the Lions, what they need to do, proceed on doing it, and then you know take in the 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 inferno type of um, weakness that we take in every time we see this team lose. Uh, it means nothing to someone who lives somewhere else, come here to make their money, and then go home somewhere else, okay? It means nothing. Everyone has gotten rich off the Detroit Lions. It's time that we get someone who gives a damn about the Detroit Lions. And the only way that happens is you got to get someone homegrown to deal with that. Yeah, Butch, uh, you know, a couple things I wanted to say. Well, we'll talk about the Pistons and how they're, you know, cleaning up shop, so to speak, in the next segment, uh, top of the hour. But, sure. you know, it's it's something the Lions need to do. And and I give credit to Sheila Ford-Hamp. Uh, maybe the decision to keep these guys around uh, after last season wasn't the best. I'm sure she would like to have that back. But she, she hasn't said much, but she did say that, you know, in order for these guys to keep their jobs, they need to be playing meaningful games in December, playoff-type well, uh, games that's not going to happen and so you know while Sheila Ford Hamp maybe hasn't done things perfectly you know there's been lots of questions as far as the Ford family and ownership and what they allow to happen I I think she stepped up a bit and now it's time to step up a little more and and like you said I think Chris Spielman would be a a great addition to the squad I think somebody like Robert Saleh from Dearborn Mm -hmm. Michigan the 49ers defensive coach talking with Greece okay yeah with with some salvage here and again, I think she knows deeply that uh, we have some good players on our team. I think she knows also that some of them good players don't want to play for this team because of the coaching they have received. Yeah. And they're not going to their breadbasket or doing the things that they're strong at doing. We haven't seen that out of players for our team. We have heard all kinds of rumors when you draft them or whatever it may be. They can do this, they can do that. But where is it? Where is the coaching able to adapt to the player's strength, get them out on the field to do the things that they can do very well on the field instead of putting them in, uh, you know, zoom, zoom land, okay? (laughs) And knowing exactly, you know, all kind of formations and all this other crap instead of doing things on a basic manner and letting the particular player grow. Couple minutes left in this segment, Butch. The other thing that Sheila Ford Hamp didn't say, as far as the future of Matthew Stafford, now he's been around twelve years, and it's of my opinion, Butch, that you know it's time it's time to go a different direction. Is everything Matthew Stafford's fault? No. Does he play hard? Yes. Is he a great guy? It seems like he is, but I don't see this f- franchise going forward with Stafford as quarterback. Is it time to look somewhere else? 
No, you can't throw everything I'm going to take in the garbage, okay? Matthew Stafford is a quality quarterback, okay? He has not been given the tutelage to do the things that he is good at, okay? And one of the things he's very good at is throwing the ball. Now, we can't throw the ball 100 out of 100 times <laughs> and win a game. And that has been the problem with the Lions. We don't have a balanced offense. And that includes our front line blocking straight on. I mean, punishing in the defensive line in order to get things done. And the only way you do that is running the ball. You run the ball and you play football. Running the ball takes a lot out of you because you're using your strength, you're using uh, air, you're using a whole lot of things. Versus you're trotting around running a pass pattern or whatnot. You're not, that's not too much energy here. But growling someone and beating them to a pulp, okay, and continuously, okay, for four downs, and then they got to come back on the field to see you again. We haven't had that kind of fear from other defensive lines, and that has been a huge problem with the Lions. Butch, we're going to take our top-of-the-hour break. When you and I come back, we'll continue the regional sports talk. We'll talk about the college football weekend with Michigan and Michigan State. We'll talk about the Pistons gearing up for training camp, the Red Wings, the Tigers, and more. All coming up next on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. Hey, it's a Guido from a Guido's Pizza. We make our own dough, grate the cheese, slice the veggies, blend our sauces fresh every day. We're the savory sauce boss of our original recipe, chunky tomato and fire roasted, and our famous garlic dip and homemade ranch. Your Guido's Pizza will hit the spot every time because we work hard to make the customers happy. Call ahead for fast pickup at 635-0066 or at guidospizzasu.com. And remember... Guido's loves you. Let's get to the second half of the game here on ESPN 1400. WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie's sports leader. It's the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Now, here's Scott Mason. And welcome back to the game. Hour two of the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Scott Nason with you. We continue to be joined by Butch Davis from Butch on Sports as we still have more regional sports to talk about. Then coming up later this hour, we'll be hearing from EJ Russell, host of The Hot Seat in Escanaba, Michigan, who will be joining Butch and I for the conversation. Butch, we talked about the Detroit Lions. There were a couple other teams in action uh, football-wise from the state of Michigan. Uh, Michigan loses to 0-5 Penn State at home on Saturday. And Michigan State with a solid performance upsetting Northwestern. Uh, your thoughts on uh, Michigan and Michigan State this weekend? I don't know about solid performance. <laughs> <laughs> they won. We'll take it. Yeah, well, just, just say that. <laughs> solid. They're a long way from solid. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but Northwestern, God rest their soul here, you know, uh, 
they still may have an opportunity to represent. You yeah. Know, you know, if they, Michigan and Ohio State don't get to play. And right now, that is uh, up on the table here right now, along with other games being moved around in the Big Ten there. <clears throat> so, you know, Michigan is funny because, again, I said, you know, I said on my show about a month, month and a half ago that, you know, is Harper very interested? He has one more year on his contract. Is he very interested in dealing with Michigan anymore? As he just ran out of gas, you know, this is a guy who really wanted to play football, uh, you know, post covert and whatever it may be, and um, want to get the guys out there. They was willing to uh, stand up and protest and all this other crap there, and to get on the on the stage here. And and just bombing it out of here Man. like they have been doing. And Milton, uh, poor, you know, God rest his soul here. If he's not getting uh, the tutelage that he needs, or he's just a bum, you know, that just they, they cooked up because he had good grades, it's not going to get them uh, too much farther there. As we saw McNamara there get uh, slung out the game for injuries and then to bring in Milton. Uh, he just wasn't that all that good there. He just he was not affected with that team. So I'm quite sure the team has figured that much out there that they got to work on getting some uh, able bodies in that campus uh, to uh, to play quarterback because there's sure room for it. Obviously, Michigan two and four not where they expected to be, Butch. And I think the one thing that watching Michigan football this year is, you know. I don't know if it's as much a talent level. I mean, you look at Penn State coming into this game 0-5. I mean, they hadn't had anything going well. They put up over 400 yards of offense against Michigan. I don't know. Is there just a lack of urgency with the squad? Is the coaching staff just not preparing these guys? Can you put your finger on it? Because I can't. Well, you got to put it in finger number one. You definitely got to say coaching because they're responsible for putting the game, the actual game plan together. Uh, when you got to do it virtually and some other things in between, it's not like going in the field. It's not like being in the film room where if you catch someone go falls asleep, you know how to punish him. Okay. It's, it's not like that there. You know, you can put a still picture up there that you're so, uh, interested in a, on a, on a Zoom here and be falling, you know, dead to sleep here or entertaining your girlfriend, you know, <laughs> whatever. <clears throat> you know, pick up me. <laughs> and I think that's a lot of the problem as well, too, that, that, that one on one, uh, getting with a player and working on weaknesses and whatnot. You can't do that so much uh, via Zoom because, again, the physical body is not there. So a lot of Big Ten teams that you're expected to do very well or, you know, on the other hand, we look at Indiana and uh, that team is, you know, they 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 look magnificent there even when they played Ohio State. Yeah. They put on a show here and let Ohio State know we're we're close to you here. We didn't beat you, but again, you will respect us there. You know, it's going to take another year for that to happen. Where again, Indiana will get a chance to play Ohio State and beat the crap out of them if that happens. But it just it's it's really sad right now that the way the coaches have had to handle things in order to. Uh, to get a game out of something there, you know, and, you know, and, you know, and maybe it's just me because I really wasn't too favored 
in favor of all of that in the first place. When they shut it down, I thought they should have, you know, just took it out of there, okay? You know, one year of keeping people healthy versus what they're going through right now, and things not getting any better, they're getting a lot worse, okay? Uh, it, it was just not the right thing to do. But, again, it's happening, and it gives people something to watch. But what at what expense are you getting the quality of what you expect certain teams to have versus the quantity of other teams going out there and performing very well? Butch Davis joining us on the game. Butch, let's move on to the other professional teams in your area and our state, the Detroit Pistons, uh, general manager Troy Weaver and uh, head coach Dwayne Casey had a Zoom press conference last week. It was announced by the NBA the preseason will begin for the Pistons on December 11th and 13th as they'll take on the New York Knicks. They'll also travel to Washington for a pair of games before the regular season will begin on December 22nd. Doesn't look like any fans will be at the Pistons home games as of yet. We're waiting to hear the schedule announcement. Training camp starting this week give us a a state of the pistons update certainly a, a lot of new faces with that team that particular schedule will be amended several times yep believe me okay <laughs> no with question the current situation that's going on and and i can only speak of detroit not speak of the other cities right now because i don't speak to a lot of representatives who i know who work in those particular cities and to know how those teams are preparing for the upcoming season, which they have also cemented the 22nd will be the day they start. However, if a governor or the president or, you know, someone of that, uh, of that um, familiarity with the health department and whatnot say it's not a goal and this is the reason why. You know, I would never have thought that, you know, in Northern California, they just said, hey, look, you know what? You can't play football. Right. And that goes 49ers, yeah. And professionals like uh, San Francisco, who today, they're going to play at least two of their games in Arizona. Yep. I never thought I would see that. No. But we're seeing that there. So right now, you can't say everything is concrete. The one thing you say about the Pistons right now is they got a lot of brand new players there and a lot of evaluations to go do to put up the best team possible to go out here and compete with some very experienced teams or not experienced teams per se there. So it's going to be something tough. But again, you know, you you can't wait for the season to open if it opens and opens on time. Speaking of if the season opens and opens on time, Butch, moving on to the NHL and the Detroit Red Wings, uh, still no agreement as far as the NHL Players Association, as far as how to conduct business while this pandemic rages on. The sides are expected to resume discussions this week. Uh, But the only thing that we've heard is that uh, the season will begin on on January 1st, but uh, certainly the NHL, they don't have their ducks in a row right now as far as, you know, when the season begins. And, you know, tomorrow's December, so the clock is ticking. Yeah, well, again, the Players Association has a lot to do with right now the discontinuation of the NHL right now and their play right now. These players know what it is to play in a bubble. They know what it is to play in one town can't see their family and I don't think those players want to see that again but again they need some guarantees money wise 
because the NHL is going to get theirs, okay, right. commercials and, and buy-in from other stations and uh, big conglomerates like Fox and all these other people, Comcast, uh, AT&T, these uh, cable networks and whatnot to give them good money. But the players don't get nothing out of that there. You know, they get a paycheck. Uh, with the Pistons, let's use them as a perfect example. Uh, we got right now a uh, general manager who basically right now he he has a very good budget in the play because a lot of those players are not getting these extended contracts. At, at the most, you may have two or three on the team that has maybe three or four years or an option year on the fourth year for a contract. But he's in very good position to, to find out who wants to be here, who don't want to be here, you know, put in your wear, this is the coach, this is what the coach want to see for this particular team to be successful. And you know, the, to be honest, Dwayne Casey has not had that, okay, since he's been here. That shooting team that goes down there and disrupt people playing defense and, and then come back to, uh, uh, to do damage on offense there. He has not had that since he's been here. Uh, do I think his uh, time is going to be limited? Yes, it is. With this guy going out there and getting probably everything this man needs, He's he's going to have to prove something to the team that, you know, his particular plan on what he wants to see this team will work, and it hasn't worked right now for uh, the Detroit Pistons. So that will be another place right now I'm looking at that uh, we may see movement. Um, if not now, later on. So, you know, as those pieces continue to move around, I think the Pistons are – I'm pretty excited to get in the preseason, but again, hopefully it doesn't get interrupted by uh, what we have seen right now with Covert. Butch, the other thing NHL related is uh, talking about possible division realignment for this season. Uh, this from ESPN. Uh, the NHL is exploring possibly having four divisions, including one Canadian division with all the Canadian teams. The Wings uh, with this uh, proposal would be in a division with Chicago, Columbus, Florida, Nashville, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, and Tampa Bay. Thoughts on uh, possible NHL division realignment? I guess they're trying to limit the, uh, yeah, especially going into Canada and the U.S. with different regulations. What are your thoughts? Well, right now, Canada says no. Right. You know, we won't go. So if you're going to get a Canadian division, they'll be playing each other in Canadian cities throughout. And there's enough Canadian teams to kind of fill up a, uh, Maybe the, the, remember the old, uh, the, the old six team, uh, type of, right. you know, uh, schedule there, which can be done. I'm quite sure it wouldn't make it too much exciting that, you know, other teams without the, with, within the NHL is able to, you know, be seen, but you can't see it because the travel restrictions that the Canadian, uh, uh, government has put down in, in their country. And, and, and this is to include American teams coming over there. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speculate too much there, but I don't see that lifting anywhere soon until, uh, the vaccines are starting to get distributed. Uh, people, uh, and we're talking about human beings. We're not talking about front end workers. We're not talking about, uh, the firemen and the police officers. They're all gonna get there. Yep. Okay. We're talking about the general public at large who pay to go in and see a game. And again, it's not going to work right away. It's not a right away situation because the majority of these vaccines, you got to have two shots 
in order for to see if this is going to work or not there. So, again, it's going to be a lot of movement, a lot of pieces, a lot of creativity for the NHL to get a season started, a season going, and continue to, to keep going on. Butch Davis joining us on the game. Butch, we're hoping to get some uh, Detroit Tigers organization uh, interviews here in the month of December as the Tigers, you know, looking forward to the 2021 season. Not a lot of news this week, I noticed. Anything from your front? Uh, Nothing really. Basically, right now, the Tigers are, majority of the Tigers are playing winter ball which uh, Carlos Guillen Jr. is uh, in charge of that particular situation there. And they give reports that they had one today here. I missed that particular meeting because I had other obligations doing other things there. But, again, the Tigers are, are still moving when it comes down to getting players ready for uh, the camp, hopefully going on in February. And, again, you know, cross your fingers and your toes if that goes on and goes on on time. Butch, we're going to take a break here on the game. When you and I come back, we will start our roundtable discussion. Lots to talk about, and we'll be doing that until 8 o'clock here on the game. We'll be back on the Twins' only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota subcompact and compact tractors at Skinner's of Pickford. Take on everything around the house, farm, and hunting camp with our reliable number one selling tractors that are designed for easy operation and feature all the performance matched attachments needed to tackle any job. Right now, get zero down and 0% APR for 84 months, plus no payments for 90 days. Skinner's of Pickford, your tractor source in the north. Now through October 31st, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full details. Would you like to pay off your house a little sooner than planned? Do you think it might be nice to have some extra money in your wallet? At Old Mission Bank, we've been busy saving our customers thousands of dollars by refinancing their home loans, and we want to help you too. Let our experienced lenders take a look at your specific situation to see how we might take some time off your mortgage, put some extra cash in your pocket, or take equity out to complete a major project. Would you like to know more? Call one of our experienced loan officers or apply directly online at ombloans.com. We're Old Mission Bank, proudly serving our community for 20 years. FDIC insured, equal housing lender. Don Wilson Insurance Agency is big enough to serve and small enough to care. Don Wilson Insurance offers coverage from Fremont Insurance for personal, auto, home, boat, and commercial. Caring about community is just one of the things that sets them apart. From your family to your hometown football teams, they have you covered. Call Don Wilson Insurance today for your free Fremont insurance quote at 906-635-5600. Since 1916, a lot of independent agents have recommended auto owners insurance. And a lot of parents have taken that recommendation to heart. So have a lot of their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. As we celebrate our first 100 years, auto owners insurance thanks all those who have put their trust in us and all the generations who will. Visit Madigan Pingator Insurance Services today on Water Street in Sioux, Michigan or at MadiganPingator.com. November is Diabetes Awareness Month. The friendly and knowledgeable staff at Arfstrom Pharmacy are your diabetes specialists. Hi, this is Andrew Zoki, pharmacist at Arfstrom Pharmacy. If you are in need of diabetic supplies, medication therapy management, or Medicare insurance assistance, we want you to know we can help. 
We can provide you with all the supplies and medications you need, as well as the expertise to counsel our patients on not only how to live with diabetes, but how to live well. Bring in your prescriptions, as well as your Medicare or other insurance cards, and we'll take care of the rest. Be sure to visit their webpage at www.arfstrompharmacy.com and on Facebook. Arfstrom Pharmacy, your locally owned Health Mart Pharmacy at 415 Ashman Street in downtown Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Health Mart, caring for you and about you. Boss has your back when the weather turns white in light of day and dark of night. When winter shuts down work and schools, come with resolve and powerful tools. Endure through every push, salt, and stack until your streets are back to black. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, your boss dealer, just off exit 373, Rudyard, Michigan. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. 718 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. We're hoping to be rejoined by Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. Uh, having some technical difficulties getting him back on the phone. Coming up here around 730, we'll be talking to host of the hot seat from Escanaba, Michigan, E.J. Russell. A few more thoughts on college football and the Detroit Lions from yours truly. Uh, Certainly, uh, the time was right to get rid of head coach Matt Patricia and general manager Bob Quinn. Uh, You know, we've talked a lot about this on this show over the past uh, weeks, months, and years, really, as far as uh, what this experiment was and, you know, when – Matt Patricia was hired. Uh, the general manager at the time, Bob Quinn, said that Jim Caldwell's 9-7 and seven season wasn't good enough. Well, Patricia's record as head coach, 13-29-1. You know, some people aren't up for the task, and certainly Matt Patricia and Mr. Quinn were not as well. It looks like we got Butch back on the line. Uh, Butch, time to start our roundtable, sir. Uh, the floor is yours. What would you like to talk about tonight on our roundtable? Well, you got me scrambling around here for something <laughs> I wasn't ready for yet here. Uh, big thing here. Might as well get off the way. Uh, the Vanderbilt coach being fired after the young lady uh, kicked kicked a squid kick in the game there. That was kind of... Uh, it's kind of personal here, you know, but I don't know if you heard about it or not there, but I want to kind of get your opinion on that. I did hear about it, Bush, because I listened to your show this morning from last night, 4-1, but yeah, you, you know, Vanderbilt kicker Sarah Fuller, I think most people that follow sports uh, saw that. Uh, she became the first woman to play in a Power 5 football game as she is the goalkeeper for Vanderbilt's women's soccer team, and due to COVID-19 issues, which is hitting so many teams, Vanderbilt was unable to uh, field a kicker, and so they signed her, and she only got one kick in. It was the uh, second half kickoff a, a squib kick which according to the coach at the time uh it was was a good kick but 
you know, kind of surprising. Obviously, Vanderbilt, not a powerhouse in the world of college football. They're a winless team. But to, to fire a guy on, on a Sunday right after that, uh, you know, kind of made me scratch my head. But you, you got to give it up for Sarah Fuller. I mean, you know, inspiring story for anyone, uh, you know, especially uh, female athletes that, you know what, hey, girls can do it too. And and she did her job. And who knows if we'll see her next week. But, yeah, the, the firing of their head coach, Butch, as you mentioned on your show last night, that was a head scratcher to me. It was very much so indeed a head scratcher. And that was a situation that basically should have been handled after the season there uh, to kind of take the excitement and the nation excitement. I mean, the whole nation was watching Vanderbilt, if not nothing for his 0-7 to go to 0-8 kind of record. Right. It was watching that young lady there and getting all kind of praises and for allowing her to to do what she did there. Now, this young lady, from my understanding is, she wants to stay on the team. Now, if they let her or there, there was something in between that particular, and this is what really is puzzling to me, that it seemed like there's something in between that, that basically the head coach or who is the personnel director and all this other stuff there, uh, bringing a girl instead of bringing in someone else. We know in college sports, you just can't do that. Just sign a high school off the street and give them a scholarship and have them ready for next Saturday's game. That's just not going to happen. You got to get someone within. And as just so happened, Vanderbilt don't have a soccer team for men. So yeah. that left them with the women's uh, soccer team there. And that's how that particular pick was dealt with. I thought it was a very cheesy move by Vanderbilt, a class, probably a class uh, university to go to, but it wasn't too class with their uh, personnel director or as the athletic director, as I should say, for him or her in this case to fire Mr. Dixon there. Butch, we're going to take a real quick break here on the game. EJ Russell is standing by. He will join Butch and I for the roundtable coming up next on the game here on ESPN 1400. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. You can also hear the show online at thegamesportshow.com. As we continue our roundtable, Scott Nason along with Butch Davis from Butch on Sports and joining us now, host of the hot seat in Escanaba, Michigan, ladies and gentlemen, EJ Russell. Yo. EJ, how you doing on this Monday night, sir? 
I am wonderful, thank you. I hope you guys are doing well. It's a chilly night out there, but uh, just wrapped up work last day of the month, and with what I do for work, it tends to be a busy day, but got out on time-ish, <laughs> was, was trying to make it for 7 o'clock on the dot, but had to delay a little bit, but happy to be here with you guys as always, because there certainly is a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about, EJ, and uh, let's start with week 12 of the NFL. I'm going to start with you, and then we'll go to Butch for his thoughts. We already covered the Lions debacle and the firing of Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, but there's a lot of other action and, and some action that seems to be getting delayed uh, each day as the Steelers and Ravens game now move mm-hmm. to Wednesday afternoon after originally being on Thanksgiving night. So, EJ Russell, uh, thoughts on week 12 of the NFL boy there were some certainly some interesting games to, to discuss here uh, I will start um, by uh, I'll say discussing my frustration with um, the COVID changes and I'll say this from a fan perspective okay many of us myself included Scott I know you participate Butch I, I don't think you and I talk about this much but uh, you might uh, we participate in fantasy football, mm-hmm. and these COVID flexes and, and changes of the schedule are, are affecting. Like, I get that it's a little bit selfish here, but it is affecting fantasy owners. Like, I had Lamar Jackson, James Conner. Like, how, how are they playing? Are they not playing? It's making things difficult. So, I would hope that the NFL could come up with you know some better solutions other than, hey, we're going to flex this game to Tuesday. Nope, now we're going to do Wednesday. If they flex it to Wednesday and I find out Lamar Jackson somehow is going to be able to start and so is James Conner, I'm going to be very, very upset. So it's COVID is being very difficult for fantasy owners. Just want to vent a little bit of frustration there. I don't know what the NFL can really do to fix that. Uh, you know, something better than what you're doing. You're, you're frustrating your fantasy owners, the few people that you have left uh, after indulging in um, some of the... I'll say social stances that you've taken that have upset some of the viewers. Okay. Like you got to make sure you keep fantasy, fantasy rolling, but Washington beating up on Dallas 41 to 16. I mean, good for the Washington football team. This is a team that has struggled to find success this year. Yes. They are four and seven better than the three and eight Cowboys. Uh, but it's nice to see Alex Smith come out have what looks like a, a a very basic start, 19 to 26, 149 yards, touchdown of pick, but uh, it's good to see him back on the field. I mean, just Alex Smith being on the field alone is remarkable after the injury and other things that he had to deal with. Atlanta beating up 43 to 6 on the, on the Vegas Raiders. Yikes. I would have never seen that coming. Yes, it was a home game for the Falcons, but I didn't see it being 43 to 6. I mean, Raiders, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if there's another game this year where they haven't scored it's a, a touchdown. They had two field goals from the second one and the third. Other than that, you know, it, it was the Atlanta Falcons show. I mean, Matt Ryan had a couple, uh, was it one touch? Did he even have a touchdown that game? Matt Ryan had two touchdowns and a pick in that game. Uh, it was just a, a weird game, but good for Atlanta. Good to see you getting back on something since moving on from your head coach and GM. Tennessee handled Indy very, uh, handedly, uh, I was more surprised to see Indy not put up as good a defense because they have had a pretty good defense this year. New England find a way to squeak out past the Cardinals. Didn't see that coming. Um, really proud of my Browns finding out a way in a very difficult football game where I thought Jacksonville played very, very well in the running game, finding out a way to squeak out a win there. Uh, but the biggest question mark uh, is 
the Niners beating the Rams because a lot of people have had the Rams high up on their NFC West charts as a team that could potentially win that division or steal it from the Seattle Seahawks. Finding uh, the Niners finding a way to win that game, that's big for them. That really keeps their hopes alive and breeding uh, a culture that they were trying to put forward last year. Right? They're a tough team. They're a gritty team. They found a way to win a tough, gritty game. So I want to give big shout-outs to the Niners for finding a way to beat the Rams uh, on the road. Okay, that was a road game. Uh, but then again, got to give the, the Atlanta Falcons and, and the Washington football team the biggest props this week. I mean, Detroit finally moving away from Matt, Patricia, uh, and, and Quinn. Good, good for you. Long overdue, but uh, hopefully they can find a way to salvage this year. Maybe they can still make a playoff worth. It looks tough, but it, it's an up, uphill battle. Bloodshot, uh, your thoughts on Week 12 in the NFL? Number one, the Lions are not going to the playoffs. <laughs> I'm trying to be hopeful for our listeners here, bud. <laughs> Number two, San Francisco will be on the road forever. Yeah. <laughs> Glendale, Arizona. Uh, I can hear it three, four, and five, but you know, uh, it, you know, and in fancy football, I give a damn about that. Really, I do, truly, because again, it. it you know, the NFL is playing in a situation right now that is very unpredictable there. And who would to say that four quarterbacks on one team gets thrown out in this, I mean, gets covert lockdown there where they had to bring someone in or bring someone off their practice squad to run the game there. And, you know, you know, God bless Mr. Hinton for that there. You know, he tried his very best. Tried his hardest. Brains beat out here, but you know, uh, you know, those are the wacky things there. I like the Kansas City Chiefs and their in the game they played there. Although I, boy, I get, I, I'll give a lot of credit to Tampa Bay for coming back in that game and trying to make it a game out of that there. And by golly, they almost pulled some crap off here with a Kansas City team right now that really and truly need to look at their defense there. Uh, it's nice that Pat Mahorn could put points on the board like he do, but you know what? They got to have a defense that they're going to repeat again. There's just, it's no way that's going to happen. Okay. That's just plain and simple. The Falcons, what they did to the Raiders is, <laughs> I, I think it's unforgivable to the Raiders uh, head coach. He oh, yeah, apologized wow. to the whole Raider nation yeah. there on that one there. Uh, and uh, go hitting that field goal for, for 49ers, that wasn't too bad there. And and that was the first loss for the Rams at SoFi Stadium there. Uh, they'll have many more, and, you know, including <laughs> <laughs> down the road a piece here. Well, well, you know, Los Angeles is next there. They may not be playing in SoFi so long there. They'll be, they'll be moving to Mississippi, you know, to do the games there. They'll be love to have them. But, you know, NFL is what we saw, you know, at this point in time where you see teams revving up uh, Washington in first place. Come on now. Whoa, hey, uh, this is going to be very exciting move here. Uh, you know, they beat the crap out of Dallas there, but it, it, we're going to see some funny things there. You know, we're going to see an under 500 team go to the playoffs here. 
uh, it's not been the first time it's happened, but it's going to happen this year here. We're going to see some teams that basically you never thought that would be there is going to be there, and you're going to see the teams that should be there uh, be there. Uh, again, if they don't come with the same old song and dance there, because everything is not going to stay the same, this is going to be a very wacky year for a Super Bowl. Sure is, Butch. Butch and uh, quick, can I, Scott, can I sneak in a quick question? Sure. Mm-hmm. And this is for both of you. you. You can both answer this. If SoFi Stadium does end up getting closed down for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. does St. Louis not make the most sense? Would that be a great place to put them for the remainder of the season? St. Louis wouldn't have them if they, if they brought a dog on stick in there. Okay? <laughs> They'll have those Clydesdale crapping on their You don't think they'd let them like play? No. Absolutely uh, not. Hawaii might be a good place for them to play their games here. You know, you ever thought of it. Uh, it's not far away from L.A., but it's not a short distance either. And also, you might look at the Raiders Stadium, which Las Vegas is nowhere uh, far from Los Angeles there. So those will be my two picks there, you know, to uh, if Los Angeles got locked out of their stadium. Looking at a few more games that you guys didn't mention from yesterday, Buffalo, again, a very quiet 8-3. and three. Not a lot of people talking about the Buffalo Bills, but trying to figure out this AFC playoff picture. There's a lot of big hitters in the AFC, and I think Buffalo's one of them. 8-3, uh, and three, a nice win over the LA Chargers, a team I've been talking about. Washington is not just in first place all on their own, the New York football giants, winners of three straight. They might yeah. have to they might have to go with Colt McCoy here. As it looks like Daniel Jones is injured. He might be out for some time. Minnesota, Carolina. This was an interesting game here. You had a guy a on defense for Carolina score two touchdowns off a of fumble recovery in eight seconds. Jeremy Chin. I don't know if that's ever been done. I'll have to look that up. But you know, Carolina had that game. I no, I don't think so either. And Minnesota, they're creeping up there. They're five and six. They got Jacksonville coming up. They still have to play Detroit. So they're certainly not out of the playoff hunt just yet. Uh, Miami, yeah, I expected a little more out of the New York Jets. They've been competitive the last couple weeks, but boy, they I don't know how their head coach, uh, Adam Gase, still has his job uh, after losing to Miami 20 to three. No Tua, but you know, all Fitzpatrick does is win, and Miami looks strong in that one. The New, Orle- New Orleans Denver game, I mean, just what a situation Denver was put in having a wide receiver off the practice squad come in, and well, it was all New Orleans. And, and right now, New Orleans has the best record in the NFL. NFC, but I don't know if they're the best team in the NFC. It's really kind of hard to figure out the NFC right now as far as, you know, the best team. I mean, obviously record-wise, New Orleans is, but Taysom Hill, I mean, he doesn't have to pass much. Uh, Kamara didn't do anything. I think Murray had a couple touchdowns. Hill had a couple rushing touchdowns. And oh, by the way, Denver, they got to play Kansas City next week. So I think the line on that game may be about 25 to 30. And then last night's game, Green Bay and Chicago. I mean, we talked about it about a month ago as far as if the Bears were a contending team when they were 5-1. and one. Well, obviously, that has gone to the wayside there. Mitchell Trubisky in. Uh, Denver, or excuse me, Chicago's offense looked anemic. Uh, they, they look bad. And I think there's questions as far as the future of that franchise, at least their coaching staff. But the good news is 
They play Detroit next week, so things might get better for the Chicago, the Chicago Bears. Five straight games. Yeah, five straight. You got tonight's game, Philadelphia at, at home against Seattle. Believe it or not, I think Philadelphia is going to find a way to win this one. I don't know why. And then again, we mentioned the uh, Ravens-Steelers game now postponed to Wednesday. And, and poor Pittsburgh, you know, they've, they've been held, a, they've been handed a lot of bad situations with COVID-19, not necessarily from, from their perspective, but they just keep on winning and, you know, 10-0, they're looking pretty darn good. EJ Russell, we'll do one more topic before we go to our final break. Butch, you'll get first crack at EJ's topic. So, EJ, what's on your mind tonight? Well, with the season just kicking off, I just want to keep it very generic here. Uh, NCAA basketball getting going. Uh, And we've had some games out there, uh, some games that you've expected to see go the way they're supposed to, some that haven't. Um, Just general NCAA basketball talk. Uh, who are you guys looking at early in this year? Who is a surprise team for you? Uh, and just what are you excited about going into college basketball season? Because we're here, we're working towards March Madness, because if they cancel this year, I'm quitting sports forever. Oh, boy. What's your thoughts? Well, you better put in your retirement papers. <laughs> right you know, don't don't sponge off. Tell them that, you know what, I, I can't help it, you know. But um, none of them, really, you know. It's too early right now to even think about college basketball. I'd like to see football season uh, with all the hiccups it's been getting around there. That's including college, high school, uh, <laughs> professional. I, I have not seen so many weird things in a long time to keep a, a game going there. And, and, you know, the incident in Denver proves that, okay? Uh, second and none, and then also we're looking at uh, Pittsburgh and the Ravens. They're getting pushed, you know, around here, you know, uh, Tuesday. Now it's Wednesday. All NBC knows that they got a game to broadcast and make money yeah. whenever that happens. So it, it, it's pretty wicked indeed there to, to kind of gauge college basketball right now there. You know, it's hard for me to look at the locals there, and, and I know that after the ninth, There'll be Michigan teams at high school uh, playing basketball and doing a lot of things. Uh, It's really right now hard for me to gauge. If you check with me, maybe during about Christmas time, because that's really when everything uh, is going to kind of rev up here. Then then I at least get an opportunity to see a lot of the players that I haven't digested the draft yet here. Yeah, EJ, I had a chance to watch a little Big Ten basketball this weekend. Obviously, uh, Michigan State basketball, probably my favorite team as a fan to watch because they've had great success, and I was very happy to see them get off to a good start. Uh, they beat Notre Dame on Saturday night, 80-70. to 70. I really liked seeing Joshua Lankford back after being out for two years. Rocket Watts looked good. Aaron Henry, I, I think this guy potentially can be a big star this year. And then last night, Michigan survived an upset scare against the Oakland Grizzlies who were 0-3. Oakland took them to overtime. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm choked up there talking about Michigan. But um, Michigan, Oakland, Oakland University of Michigan, right? That's right, yeah, that's uh, Oakland University. And we did see some upsets this <laughs> I know I do, Butch. A little cough there, but saw a couple upsets this weekend. Villanova loses at home, number three ranked team to Virginia Tech. I know Paul Van Wagner, our good friend, is happy about that one. And then yesterday, Kentucky loses at home to Richmond. Obviously been a lot of COVID issues with games uh, being canceled. I'm certainly looking forward to tomorrow night with Michigan State going to play Duke inside Cameron. 
stadium without the crazy. So it is a little early with college basketball, but I'm a big college basketball fan, especially with the Big Ten. Big Ten looks pretty strong. Of course, they haven't played a whole lot of great teams, but uh, so far I like what I've seen, especially with Michigan State. They got a good look to their team, and I think uh, we're all hoping that March Madness certainly does happen. It's going to look different, I would assume, but let's hopefully get it in. EJ, your thoughts before we go to break? Well, I think the biggest piece to watch uh, early in the year has to be Michigan State. Okay, This is a team that Tom Izzo, um, I feel like, has done a very wash, rinse, repeat, or has approached this um, program with a very wash, rinse, repeat attitude. And when I say wash, rinse, repeat, I mean get them going early in the year, let them lose to a couple of really good teams. They get their two losses and they go run the rest of the year. And then they end up being ready as far as tournament time goes. So you look at Michigan state this year, they're currently ranked eighth in the country. Okay. They got to go to play Duke in the state farm champions classic tomorrow night. I think that's a great game. I think that if I know the way, if I think that I think I know the way that Izzo puts together a schedule. I think he even anticipates them to lose that game because usually they lose to a Kansas, a Kentucky, a Duke, or something early in the year, right? Then you look at that other game on December 9th, uh, next Wednesday, against UVA. Had UVA not lost, that would have been their other tough game, yeah. the Big Ten or ACC Big Ten Championship Challenge or whatever it's called. So there's those two games where Izzo puts them against tough teams where they typically lose. If they come out and win both of those games, their next tough game is not until they play Wisconsin, and that's a, and that's on Christmas, okay? And they're at home. They're playing what is the number four ranked Badgers at this time. Michigan State, I, I, I hate saying this, but you have to lose to either Duke or UVA. It's, it's the only way that Izzo's formula has continually worked over and over and over, right? They typically lose these early games. Izzo lets them do their thing, and then I feel like he lets them lose, and he goes, okay, you guys want to buy into my system? Come on in, and then they, they get ready for the tournament. So uh, I, I think that you could look for them to be the lowest-seeded top-10 team to win um, the championship. I think Gonzaga is hands-down number one team in the country. I'm a little shocked to see Iowa as high as they are, uh, but you have some teams still you know, uh, in – 10 through 15, that can really make some noise from Virginia to North Carolina to Villanova, West Virginia, Houston. Those are all good teams, right? Huggy Bear has always run a good program there with the number 11 West Virginia uh, Mountaineers. Or is it Mountaineers? Did I get it right? Is it Mountaineers or Volunteers? No. Mountaineers. Mountaineers. Tennessee Volunteers. Mountaineers. Yeah. But Tennessee's on his list, too. So uh, those are some good programs down there. Look for Roy Williams to have a better than a number 14 squad. I think they are far improved from last year. Yes, they lost some pieces in the draft. Uh, but that is always a good program. That is a Michael Jordan program. Okay. And Roy Williams, I think is a fantastic head coach there. Virginia is not going to be ranked 15th come the end of the year, but the team right below them, uh, that needs some focus is Texas tech. Okay. This is a team that made the final four. Did they not make, I think they made the finals. Did they not? Correct. Am I missing that? Yeah. This is a team that made the finals a couple of years ago that has always surrounded itself and base itself off of great defense. Watch for them to make some more noise, okay? They're sitting there. They got Texas right below them, Virginia Tech right above them. Virginia Tech's 3-0. and I think that's, you know, the most underrated 3-0 and team. I think Virginia Tech might actually have a really good squad this year. They put together a nice team last year. Every time I turned the TV on and the Hokies were on, they played very well. Look for them to finish as a top 15 program this year because I think that they are one of the better ACC teams this year. 
I don't know that they're better than a Duke. I don't know that they're better than a North Carolina. But I think they're right up there in the mix. I mean, right now they're only sitting two spots back uh, from North Carolina, and they're, they're right behind Virginia as well. Virginia's another good team in that ACC. So uh, the Big Ten, yes, we probably have the best basketball conference this year between uh, three, four, five, Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan State's at eight. Then you got, you know, Ohio State sitting down there and, and the top 25 as well. Big, the Big Ten might be one of the best basketball conferences, but I think that the best talent, you know, the teams that are going to make the most noise in this tournament are going to be coming out of the Big 12 this year. Look for a Baylor to make some noise. Look for a uh, Texas Tech, Texas to make some noise. I, they're going to get in the mix, guys. You know, it wasn't that long ago that Blake Griffin was throwing down buckets for the University of Oklahoma. Uh, the Big 12 is going to make some noise. I think that conference, you know, West Virginia, they're better than what they've been in the past. Uh, Big Ten, probably the best division, ACC, but look for the Big 12 to knock some guys around, make some noise. Gentlemen, let's take our final break of the show. We come back. Butch Davis will throw out a topic. We might have time for another one, and then we'll get up. To, we'll get out our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. All coming up next on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. Hey, it's a Guido from a Guido's Pizza. We make our own dough, grate the cheese, slice the veggies, blend our sauces fresh every day. We're the savory sauce boss of our original recipe, chunky tomato and fire roasted, and our famous garlic dip and homemade ranch. Your Guido's Pizza will hit the spot every time because we work hard to make the customers happy. Call ahead for fast pickup at 635-0066 or at guidospizzasu.com. And remember, Guido's loves you. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota subcompact and compact tractors at Skinner's of Pickford. Take on everything around the house, farm, and hunting camp with our reliable number one selling tractors that are designed for easy operation and feature all the performance matched attachments needed to tackle any job. Right now, get zero down and 0% APR for 84 months, plus no payments for 90 days. Skinner's of Pickford, your tractor source in the north. Now through October 31st, See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full details. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. Butch Davis, for his thoughts, uh, what's on your mind tonight in the world of sports, sir? Looking at one of the things that we have not seen in the NFL this rampant this year was uh, <clears throat> well, we do see COVID is being rampant, but we're not seeing a lot of players get caught with performance enhancing drugs. And I'm just reading here Will Fuller, a white receiver there, who he played a significant role. And the game with the Detroit Lions this past Thursday. <laughs> sure did. He was suspended for six games after he took his drugs and <laughs> beat the crap out of the Lions. He, he got a six-week vacation here. So I just want to get your guys' take on, is that a good thing? Uh, we, uh, to me, it's a good thing. But 
Well, is there something that, that the NFL is holding up or not saying too much of, you know? It might have gotten lost in the shuffle as far as I'm concerned, Butch, with all the attention on COVID-19 and protocols. Maybe they're not testing as much. Maybe they've just kind of let this one uh, go as far as that. But according to Fuller, he said that this is a result of taking prescribed medication not permitted. Uh, He's quoted on Instagram today saying earlier this year, I sought treatment from a medical professional who prescribed medication that he believed to be permitted under the NFL's drug policy. As it turns out, my trust in this professional was misplaced because this medication was not all caps, a permitted substance under NFL policy of on performance enhancing substances. So it looks like Fuller's season is done. I think Houston, they have enough wide receiver problems there with a couple out with injuries, but uh, you know, my take Butch is I, it, maybe it's just gotten lost in the shuffle and the NFL isn't testing as much. They're certainly testing a lot for COVID-19. Maybe this is something that um, they need to look more into EJ, your thoughts. Um, I have a few inside i don't want to say sources oh wow um not they're not sources but like i have a few colleagues that can give me some inside scoop it's not quite a source right like i have uh never mind (laughs) it is my understanding that the nfl puts their like I, i understand that they do have some random drug tests but for the majority of the players, I'm pretty sure that they do all of their drug testing around the same time of year. Like players can literally plan when they do or do not fail a drug test for my understanding of the way that the league schedules it. I don't, I think it's sometime right before the preseason starts where they do their first round of drug testing. Like guys can go out and do stupid things right after the end of the season and most likely get away with it. So I, I just, I'll say this. I don't know that the NFL focused as much on its testing period this year because of COVID-19. I feel like they probably slacked off in that, which if you were going to slack off in any area this year, by all means, player health comes before uh, drug testing, which I get is also a player health thing. But for the most part, these guys what use a little bit of marijuana and do some steroids from time to time to better themselves physically, uh, in their opinion. Uh, I, I don't know that the results have come out from that round of drug testing or if the NFL is going to try to announce those because they got enough problems this year. Maybe they're letting some stuff slide. Maybe they just didn't do it. Um, but I know that there's typically the same point in the year where they usually announce these positive tests, and I feel like we just didn't get that. So I'm, I'm going to go with you guys. I don't know that they tested or did enough testing or maybe COVID took priority. Uh, but I feel like a lot of these rounds of positive tests come out earlier in the year, and we just didn't get a lot of that. Maybe we didn't get a lot of that because players couldn't really go to the gym. Maybe they didn't have as much access to these things. So there's a lot of different pieces here. But I don't want to uh, say that the NFL hasn't been paying attention to uh, the health and safety of its players in regards to drug testing from a safety standpoint because I believe that, you know, if a test can show me that I'm positive with COVID-19, it could probably show you that I took cocaine the night before. <laughs> so because uh, the tip will come out white. <laughs> but. I just, I, I think we kind of got lucky with the circumstances this year. I, I believe, I believe, and I have no facts to base this on. I believe that we're seeing less positive PED testing because of reduced tests due to COVID-19. I also think that players weren't uh, as, they didn't get as much access uh, to PEDs this year. 
And I do believe that even if the NFL did have players test positive this year, this might be the one where you're like, hey, we're going to have enough problems with COVID. Let's just let these go one time. Uh, because the NFL loves one thing more than all else. And I said it uh, before they even started the season this year when COVID-19 had, I said, what was the first league that's really going to come back with fans in the stands? And it's it's football. We're here. The NFL is good at one thing, and that's making money. So if there was going to be any league um, to just kind of sneak, and I'm putting my hand behind my back here, sneak uh, a bad test by, it might be the NFL. Butch, your thoughts? <laughs> if any league's oh, going to do it, the NFL. <clears throat> it sure didn't work for Will Ferrell, did it, huh? No. They got him right after the game. And most well, of the NFL players play. know. Normally when you have a very good game, boys and girls, uh, you're going to get tested right after the game. Oh, yeah, they tested. And this guy knew what was going on. So whatever he gave in the paper was a bunch of malarkey there. He knew what was happening. He knew what what that he what he could do, what he could not do. Uh, he knew that this game, particular game, where he caught six passes for 171 yards and two touchdown scores, and especially in them final 15 minutes, he went on the nut. Okay, uh, if whatever he took. I want to know the name of it, okay? Right quick. <laughs> yeah. You know, I really want to know here. <laughs> uh, I don't want to say too much because this is a family show, but by golly, I want to know. But I, I think the NFL is very clear with what their policy is. And I kind of commend uh, the players that they're not doing something that basically right now give them the benefit of the doubt that uh, – they're, they're doing everything they're supposed to do and not getting caught or not being uh, implemented for uh, taking drugs or anything that doesn't belong in their body. God knows with all the COVID tests that they're doing, it's very easy for those particular players to be detected more because not only they take uh, the nostril uh, uh, tests there, but they can also take blood and antibodies, check your antibodies. And I also know that basically that that cup that you wee wee in it never fails. So they know what's going on there. So you know, let's commend the players a little bit yeah, for doing the right thing by keeping their their nose or whatever may be clean, uh, and we don't get to hear a bunch of stuff like that. Gentlemen, five minutes left on the show. Let's get to our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. I will start. I have uh, quite a few thumbs up. Thumbs up to Buffalo Bulls running back Jared Patterson, four hundred and nine wow. yards rushing on Saturday against Kent State and eight touchdowns. I certainly wish I had him on my college fantasy football team if there was such a thing. Thumbs up. Eight touchdowns a record? Uh, it was. It tied uh, Griffin's record back uh, in 1990 with Illinois. Yeah, that was cool. Thumbs up to three people that took part in one of the uh, my favorite parts of the sports weekend, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr., and Snoop Dogg on commentary. Uh, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. had a little uh, exhibition bout. Uh, Mike Tyson was quoted today as saying he might have uh, had some, I guess, performance-enhancing drugs, uh, the, the the wacky weed, as he calls it, uh, before and after his bout with Roy Jones Jr. Now, these guys combined age over 100. Tyson hasn't been in a fight since 2005. It was called a draw, but I think both guys did pretty well. And Snoop Dogg on Tyson commentary. Now, Ty- well, Tyson won, I think. 
think if you look at the overall match, but it was officially a draw. But Snoop Dogg on commentary was absolutely fantastic. He needs to be doing some other games and, and other sports. And uh, when he made the comment, it looked like my uncle's fighting in the backyard. I thought that was hilarious. And thumbs down to me for starting David Carr over Tom Brady yesterday, possibly costing me a fantasy football game. I don't know what I was thinking, but certainly I wasn't thinking very smartly. EJ Russell, your thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. Well, made a way to make me feel bad about my life choices. I also started Derek Carr this <laughs> week. <laughs> uh, but no, thumbs up to the weekend sports. The Detroit Lions, thank you, goodness, for finally moving on from Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. That was not a winning formula. That was not the Patriot way. Uh, that, that, that just wasn't working there. So thumbs up to Detroit Lions for what I'm thinking is probably the best coaching you move that you've made since hiring Jim Caldwell. And I'm saying that on purpose. Well said. I should have fired him. Uh, thumbs down for the week in sports. Uh, I'm just going to give a thumbs, big, fat, old, double thumbs down to COVID-19. Uh, just this, this constant flexing of schedules in the NFL. Uh, not only is it irritating as a fantasy owner, and I'm speaking for all of us fantasy owners right now. Uh, yes, it is irritating for us as fans. Uh, but just in general, COVID-19 sucks. So uh, thumbs down to COVID-19 affecting sports. Thumbs up. Again, I'm going to give it to the Detroit Lions. A lot of credit for finally moving on. Butch Davis, your thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. I tell you right now, to, I invite your friend do like I'm doing, do I'm hopefully like Scott doing, and hopefully you do it, EJ. Tell your friends to wear their masks, wash their hands, and keep social distancing here. And we don't have to be worried about COVID-19 because the way you can control it, and it's been proven, by golly, just do those things and humble yourself, as they, my mommy used to tell me here, you know, and everything will be all right. Thumbs up. Oh, boy. Thumbs up for this is this is hard for me here. It sums up for the Detroit Lions. Yes. Finally doing what yes. they're supposed to do here and getting someone out of town by sundown. <laughs> uh, it it made the Thanksgiving holiday uh, vacation a little bit more uh, tolerable here when that happened. A lot of work, but it made it a little bit more tolerable there. And a uh, thumbs down, thumbs down to. Um, the clown, Will, Will Fuller, who had one of the best games of his life mm-hmm. in that Detroit Lions uh, loss over Houston, and now got to sit the rest of the season out with no pay. What a bum. Gentlemen, we hey, got to well, we gotta go, EJ. We're running out of time. Is, we'll... Cald- is, does Caldwell, is Caldwell still available for hire? Can the Lions hire him back? I'll stop. We'll wait till next week to answer that question because we are running out of time. Want to thank Butch Davis and EJ Russell for joining us on the game tonight. Also want to thank our guests, Pat Benham from Sioux High Girls Basketball and Amanda Reed from Rudyard Volleyball. Don't forget you can hear the full two-hour podcast of our show in about a half hour. Just go to the website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. You can also find Butch's show, Butch on Sports, and EJ's show, The Hot Seat, on that same site. Want to thank everyone for listening. We'll be back next Monday night for our next edition of the game here on ESPN 1400. 
Thanks for listening to the game here on ESPN 1400. WKNW, Sioux St. Marie's sports leader. Check us out next Monday at 6 for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. You can hear the podcast of the show and other broadcasts at thegamesportshow.com.